1330 KNSS, Wichita's number one talk. Good morning. It is 8 o'clock. This is the KNSS Morning News with Steve and Ted. I'm Ted Woodward. Steve McIntosh has the day off. It is Wednesday, January 4th. We'll be taking a look at Southwest Airlines trying to make amends. I'm Rodney Price. Emotions were running high at Wichita City Hall Tuesday as the city council heard from state and community leaders. Hear what they discussed coming up. I'm KNSS meteorologist and holiday. Dry and quiet weather is expected throughout the rest of the week with a gradual warm-up over the next few days. Our full forecast and what to expect is coming up. Currently in Wichita, we have a sunny sky. It is 28 degrees here on this Wednesday morning. The Wichita City Council heard from state and community leaders yesterday. This after a New Year's Eve altercation between two teenagers and two Wichita police officers at a skating rink in southwest Wichita. It began after a 15-year-old girl was asked to leave and she attempted to strike one of the officers. Moments later, a 16-year-old boy struck another officer in the back of the head. The officer and boy got into an altercation, which ended with the officer using pepper spray. Kansas State Senator Olathe Foscado told the city council she cried after seeing the video of the altercation. I know how this mother feels back here. To, um, I know how Cedric Lofton's uh, family members feel to lose a loved one. It hurts and it's emotional. And I'm I just for the record, I want people to stop saying, get your emotions out of it. Hell, that's all we have. The comments came a day after community leaders called for the firing of the officer seen in the video. Rodney Price, KNSS News. Southwest Airlines offering travelers an extra perk for enduring a flying mess on Christmas week. Southwest has started to hand out 25,000 frequent flyer points to customers affected by its holiday meltdown. The bonus miles are in addition to ticket refunds and reimbursement for expenses. They also came along with a note from Southwest Chief Executive Bob Jordan saying that no amount of apologies can undo your experience. The airline hasn't disclosed the number of passengers affected by nearly 16,000 flight cancellations. Southwest says the bonus points are worth more than 300 bucks. However, the value you will vary based on factors including trip distance and demand. Hillary Barsky, Fox News. The Kansas Highway Patrol releasing its New Year's weekend holiday activity report showing that law enforcement responded to more incidents this year than they did last year. There were 22 DUI arrests during the weekend. That's double what it was last year. Uh, speeding tickets and warnings also seeing an uptick. More than 560 tickets issued this year. That's up from nearly 500 last year. Troopers worked a total of four fatal crashes, resulting in five deaths during the holiday weekend. None of those were the result of a DUI. Troopers also assisted more than 500 motorists, and that figure is down from the previous two years. The suspect charged with killing four Idaho college students is preparing to be returned to Idaho. Brian Koberger will be heading back to Idaho voluntarily where he will face murder charges for the killings of Madison, Kaylee, Ethan and Zana. Koberger mouthed the words, I love you to his parents and two sisters as he was escorted out of the courtroom yesterday. Authorities did not say when Koberger will be taken back to Idaho, but they believe it will happen within the court-ordered 10-day window. It comes as we learn new details about his arrest. As police say several doors and windows were broken to gain access to Koberger's home during the early morning hours of December 30th. And that's Fox's Jackie Abanez with that report. 
Wichita drivers feeling the pain at the pump again here in the new year. Gasoline prices jumping 10%, up to about 3 bucks a gallon. AAA says the average price in Wichita only a week ago was $2.68. State average is also up $0.08 cents since last week, now up to two eighty three a gallon. National average is at three twenty two a gallon. It's gone up $0.12 cents since last week. Crime Stoppers of Wichita, Sedgwick County, looking for the public's help, trying to identify a man that they say has shoplifted thousands of dollars worth of products from Ulta Beauty from Eastgate Shopping Center in Wichita at Kellogg and Rock Road. Crime Stoppers says those shoplifts occurred during a five-month period starting last June and going into October. Total losses of more than $17,000. An astronaut of note has died and a former U.S. president getting a special day. And, of course, our full weather forecast is on the way as well here on this Wednesday. KNSS News Time, 8.05. It's 8.08 with Steve and Ted in the morning here on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. The last surviving astronaut from the first successful crewed space mission has passed. Walter Cunningham has died. He was one of three astronauts aboard the 1968 Apollo 7 mission, an 11-day space flight that beamed live television broadcasts as they orbited Earth paving the way for the moon landing less than a year later. Cunningham was the lunar module pilot on the space flight, which launched from Cape Kennedy, Florida on October 11th and splashed down in the Atlantic Ocean south of Bermuda. Walter Cunningham was born in Creston, Iowa, and attended high school in California before enlisting with the Navy in 1951 and serving as a Marine Corps pilot in Korea, according to NASA. He later worked as a scientist for the RAND Corporation before joining NASA. Walter Cunningham was 90. Lee Silicera, Fox News. The 18th president of the United States getting a special day in his home state. Starting next year, April 27th is Ulysses S. Grant Day in Ohio. That's his birthday. Governor Mike DeWine signed the legislation passed last month, creating the recognition. Grant grew up in Georgetown, Ohio, led the Union Army to victory during the Civil War, and was elected president three years later in 1868. The United States Congress, marking 200 years since Grant's birth last year as part of a defense spending bill, promoted him posthumously to General of the Armies of the United States, a title previously given only to George Washington, posthumously in 1776, and to John Pershing for his service in World War I. Chris Foster, Fox News. It's 810 with Steve and Ted in the morning on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Traffic right now here in the Wichita area. Well, things are actually looking pretty good on the roadway. We did see one traffic slowdown. Uh, Watch out if you happen to be exiting uh, I-135 and trying to go east on K-96. That ramp uh, looks to be... Uh, running really slow right now. Otherwise, things looking fairly good in traffic. Traffic update from 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers. And let's look at our weather forecast with meteorologist Dan Holiday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. We have a mostly clear sky, a chilly start to our day. Sunny, dry weather expected through most of the afternoon with temperatures approaching 40 by noontime, 45 for the high this afternoon. Clear overnight, Tarlo 27. Then sunny on Thursday with a high 47. We may reach 51 on Friday. I'm KNSS Meteorologist and Holiday. And currently in Wichita, we have a sunny sky, a breeze out of the northwest. It is 28 degrees here on this Wednesday morning, January 4th.
8-11 with Steve and Ted. And, uh, you know, U.S. News & World Report every year put out that list of college rankings. And it's gotten some pushback in recent years. And it's going to probably change the way that gets put together. Let's find out more from Fox News Radio's Tanya J. Powers in New York City this morning. Hello, Tanya. Happy New Year. Hey, Happy New Year. What, uh, what is changing up with U.S. News & World Report with their college rankings? Well, this is uh, especially applying to the law schools. Um, the law schools have been pushing back. And, and when I say law schools, I'm talking about like the top ones. Um, for the last 30 years or so, the roughly the same 14 law schools have held the top places on the U.S. News uh, you know, World Report you know, listing of law schools when they rank them. And in, in the last several months, though, they've gotten a lot of pushback from a lot of those top 14 schools. They say that they're no longer going to participate in this. Uh, Yale is one of these. Uh, of course, Harvard, Stanford, Northwestern, Georgetown, Columbia, Berkeley. Um, they, as a result, the U.S. News and World Report folks this week said, okay, that they're you know going to make some changes in the way they do their new listing starting this spring of their ratings. They sent a letter to law school deans and said that they're going to give more credit to schools whose graduates go on to pursue advanced degrees or school-funded fellowships, you know, so they can work in public service jobs that don't pay as much. Um, they've been criticized that their rankings overvalue high-paying private sector jobs, which is one of the reasons they're making those the changes to, you know, give more credit to, to schools where, you know, graduates go to public service jobs that, that like I said, don't pay as much. So I get, why were these schools miffed in the first place if they're already on the list? Well, <laughs> the school leaders had been, you know, concerned about fairness and ethics. Okay. Um, you know, the 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 whole thing basically it, it rankings that emphasize test scores and salaries keep students from pursuing careers in public service. Uh, according to the school officials, they said, you know, that this is it's basically where, um, you know, you're it favors wealthy students over those with financial need when you when you take like when you take into consideration the metric where they uh you know looked at indicators of student debt that's one of the things that the critics were saying about this that because they are measuring student debt and using that as part of the the ratings you know metrics that encouraged these schools to you know go with people who had lots of money over folks who had financial need um, that use of you know, spending per student, you know, figures favors wealthier institutions as well. Um, you know, it, it basically, you know, it, like I said, the the criticism of this was that it overvalues high-paying mm -hmm. private sector jobs and doesn't give enough weight to, you know, other paths that students may take. Tanya, how are things in uh, New York today? They're uh, they're pretty good, pretty good. If we can keep this rain at bay, that would be great. Uh, but I mean, it's been really warm right now. It's like fifty five, mm. um, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is kind of weird for for January. Um, yeah, so yeah, it, it's it's weird for you know the, to be the first week of the new year and we're you know having to use the air conditioners. So. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> well, you know, it could be worse. <laughs> you can you'll take those days in January. Yeah. You'll take yeah. those when you can get them. Hey, Fox News Radio's Tanya J. Powers. Tanya, happy new year, and thanks for being with us this morning. Thank you. You too. That's Fox News Radio's Tanya J. Powers in New York City this morning talking about those rankings of law schools. be changed up a little bit by U.S. News and World Report, changing the way they're going at that.
Thank you, Tanya. It's 8.15 with Steve and Ted here on KNSS. I did come across a, a, a title. It's a survey, and it says, what is the most forgotten state in the U.S.? And here's, here's the basis of all this. If someone asked you to name all 50 U.S. states, could you do it? Yeah, I can. And if you couldn't, what would be the <laughs> state you forget? Ah. Now, and then this came up the other day, too, on over on uh, Bob and Jeff, their show in the afternoon over on KFH. Oh, yeah, yeah, Somebody yeah. asked a Jeff to name all 50 states, and he rattled them off alphabetically. Which, which is the same thing I do. Yeah, which I can I do as well. Because I learned that song in elementary school, the yep. 50 Nifty United States. So I can name all 50 states alphabetically. Yep. And same. you can do it too. And, yeah, yeah, I can do it. I can do it as yeah. well. But if you if you didn't learn that song, then you, you're kind of on your own naming the 50 states. Anyway, if you had to name them all from memory and you didn't know them all alphabetically, what would you? which state would you forget? Interesting to note that two of the most forgotten states are states that border Kansas, but not Kansas. Yeah, we we uh, we're kind of as we always are. We're, we're kind of right in the middle on this, huh? So anyway, so this is uh this was put together. Uh, Reader's Digest did this article called "The U.S. State Everyone Forgets When Listing All Fifty States," and it said, "Quote: The results from the U.S. States Quiz make it clear that Missouri is the most forgotten state." Really, the quiz was attempted by players more than nineteen million times. Missouri was the state with the lowest percentage of people guessing correctly. Huh. Yeah. I would not have guessed that at all. The bottom five states are Connecticut, Minnesota, Massachusetts, and two of our neighbors, Missouri and Nebraska, are two huh. of the five most forgotten states in that quiz. I wonder if if it's the, the, the starting sound. Somebody that was that's one theory is that there are eight states that begin with M, M. and they all everybody just kinda in their brain it all yeah. gets kinda And Kansas and Kentucky are up. the only two Ks. Mm -hmm. So Kansas is kinda right in the middle, Colorado's kinda right in the middle, uh our friends to the south in Oklahoma didn't fare very well. <laughs> I think they were behind us at about eighty percent. Mm. Anyway, the the top five most remembered, everybody lists California first, Texas second, the state of Washington third, which kind of surprised me a little bit, and yeah. then uh, Florida and New York, of course, all these populous right, states. Right. Yeah, Alaska was sixth on the list. People, it registers with Alaska registers. Yeah. The Dakotas register in the top ten. Well, a lot of the, a lot of the north, you would think the north and south would, would make sense because they, they stand out for having... More than one, maybe. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. M California most on the list, most remembered. Everyone, everyone lists California number one. Missouri ended up last on the list. How about oh. that? Of don't the, know that it, of I don't the most forgotten state in the U.S. I don't know that I would have guessed it would have. Come I would in last. never, never, never have no. guessed that. All right, it's eight eighteen with Steve and Ted here on KNSS. Let's take a look at what's going on in sports. Boy, we had some interesting uh, college basketball action last night in men's play for Kansas and Kansas State, both playing their conference road opener and both with tough assignments. And yet, both came out with victories. How about that? We'll start out with the Kansas men, third-ranked Kansas visiting Texas Tech. Tech coming into the game with a 29-game home winning streak, longest in the nation. And this was close down the stretch. KU had a one-point lead, but Tech had the ball with a chance to regain the lead in the closing seconds. 
You heard the game last night over on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. They throw it deep into the backcourt to Lamar Washington. He'll bring it up, guarded by Pettiford. Brings it toward the right side of the lane, cut off by Bobby there. Kicks back to Bacho out front. Left side now to Tyson. 13 seconds to play. They get it to Isaacs. He drives, slips. No foul call. KU's got him. They lob it ahead to KJ. A two-hand dunk is good. With five seconds to go, it's a two-hand dunk. Turns it over, KU converts, and the Jayhawks win it 75-72 in front of 14,000 in Lubbock. Texas Tech's 29-game home winning streak, second longest in the nation, snapped. How about Kansas? The defending national champions are now on a seven-game winning streak, 13-1 on the season, off to a 2-0 start in the conference. Dewan Harris Jr. leading KU with 18 points. That's a career high. So big win for the Jayhawks on the road last night. How about Kansas State on the road visiting sixth-ranked Texas? Texas had not lost a game in its new arena, the Moody Center in Austin. K-State was like, what, a a nine-and-a-half-point underdog? Nope. How about this final score? Kansas State 116. What? Texas 103. (laughs) Not a defensive classic. No. But it was an offensive one, a shootout. 116 points, most ever in a game in K-State basketball history. K-State senior Marquise Noel with a career-high 36 points, 9 assists as well, and 12 for 12 at the free throw line. K-State has won two games this week, both against top 25 teams. We're off to 2-0 start in the conference. All right, so Kansas State is also 13-1 on the season. Best start in 13 years for the Wildcats. K-State on a seven-game winning streak. That is the longest winning streak in seven years. Huge wins last night on the road for Kansas and Kansas State. All right, we got women's basketball tonight. Wichita State is on the road at Tulsa. The Shocker ladies and Tulsa, they have the same record. They're both 11-3, both 1-0 in the conference. How about that? Some thoughts on this game from Wichita State head coach Keita Adams. Bad shot selection. That leads to quick shots for them and, and feeds right into them. So we we went over that with our team, and we, we understand that, you know, we've got to be us. We've got to play to our strengths, and, and we've got to understand that turning the ball over and taking quick bad shots is, is not going to be good for us. We've got to, we've got to be aggressive. Shocker ladies on the road at Tulsa. Steve Strain will have live coverage beginning at 6.15 this evening. That's on 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Hockey tonight in downtown Wichita. What a matchup. The second place Wichita Thunder taking on the top team in the league, the Idaho Steelheads. In this matchup of the top two teams in the division, Wichita is playing pretty good hockey. They've won six out of seven. Meanwhile, the Steelheads come in on an 11-game winning streak. And these teams will play three times in the next four nights downtown. Starting tonight, 7.05 at Intrust Bank Arena. will be some high-level hockey between the Thunder and the Steelheads. And a happy birthday today to a Shocker football legend, former head coach Willie Jeffries is 86 years old today. Of course, he was the head coach of the Shockers for five years. Late 70s into the early 80s, the first black head coach in NCAA Division I football history. And his 1982 Shocker team, of course, won eight games. That was the last winning season in Shocker history. Willie Jeffries is third all-times in coaching wins at Wichita State. Of course, he's a legend in his home state of South Carolina. 
and he's just a legend in general. He's in the College Football Hall of Fame. Former Shocker football coach Willie Jeffries. Happy birthday. He is 86 today. And that's sports with Stephen Ted here on KNSS. 823 with Stephen Ted, a traffic and weather update coming up, and the House Republicans must come together. That'll be the topic on the Sean Hannity morning update next on KNSS. This is Stephen Ted on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. Good morning. It is 8.32. You are listening to 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. It is Wednesday, January 4th. Currently in Wichita, we have a sunny sky, 28 degrees. Former Kansas Attorney General Robert Steffen has died. His brother, Don Steffen, confirmed Tuesday that the former Attorney General died overnight at the age of 89. A cause of death has not been released. Steffen served as Attorney General from 1979 to 1995, the longest tenure in the office in Kansas. A native of Wichita, he helped develop a victim's rights amendment to the Kansas Constitution and emphasized consumer protection while in office. His tenure also included legal battles involving Governor Joan Finney's role in negotiating with the state's federally recognized tribes on casino gaming and challenging the Posse Comitatus militia movement in western Kansas. Dan O'Neill, KNSS News. We may soon get a clue as to whether the Federal Reserve is going to raise interest rates again. Some Wall Streeters are worrying that the Fed and central banks from other countries may be ready to boost interest rates so high they push the world into a recession while they try to extinguish red-hot inflation. We may get an indication today as the Fed releases its December meeting minutes. Investors hope the Feds are moderating any future plans for more interest rate hikes. Rates were near zero last year, but as inflation kept growing, the Feds drove up their key lending rate to four and a quarter to four and a half percent. The idea to cool inflation by cooling off consumer demand. Jill Nato, Fox News. Wichita's police chief responding to a video showing an altercation with an off-duty officer and a teenager at an area roller rink. This all happened on New Year's Eve at Roller City. Management there asked officers to escort an unruly teen off the premises. And police say the girl and another teen then tried to hit the officers. After being taken to the juvenile intake facility, the girl's mother told city council members that the girl was refused medical treatment. In an interview with KSN, Chief Sullivan responded to the mother's claims. Valid question raised, and I'm not going to comment either way, you know, based on what I've heard from one person or another, but... That has become part of the investigation as well, and, that, and we will be reporting back to the public and the city council on, on our findings on that matter as well. We'll answer those. I promise you this, I'm going to answer those questions. The officer involved has been placed on temporary administrative duty pending the outcome of the investigation. The family of Buffalo Bills safety, Damar Hamlin, providing an update on the 24-year-old's condition. He suffered cardiac arrest on the field at Monday night's football game. 
The bill's announcing that Hanlon's condition is improving, although he is still sedated at a Cincinnati hospital in critical condition. Hanlon's family is speaking out publicly for the first time since he collapsed on the field on Monday. They say they are, quote, deeply moved by the prayers, kind words, and donations from fans across the country. They say they also want to acknowledge the dedicated first responders and healthcare professionals at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center who have provided exceptional care to DeMar. Tributes are pouring in from all corners of the sports world. Players on the Buffalo Sabres wearing t-shirts that say love for three before their game against the Washington Capitals. And that's Fox's Brooke Singman with that report. A new study finds that staying hydrated could help slow the aging process. The study by the National Institutes of Health finds adults who stay well hydrated appear to be healthier, developing fewer chronic conditions such as heart and lung disease than those who don't get sufficient fluids. The study using data from more than 11,000 adults over a 30-year period. Those who were not well hydrated, they say, had higher levels of sodium in their blood, putting them at higher risk of age-related conditions like heart failure, kidney disease, diabetes, dementia, and stroke. Sue Guzman, Fox News. Let's take a look at our weather forecast here on this Wednesday morning with meteorologist Dan Holliday. Good morning, Dan. Good morning. Temperatures fell below freezing overnight in Wichita, but we warm close to or slightly above normal throughout the rest of the week. It'll be mostly sunny, a few passing clouds with a high today 45, clear overnight, Tarlow 27, sunny and 47 on Thursday. I'm KNSS meteorologist Ann Holiday. And currently in Wichita, we have a sunny sky, a breeze out of the west-northwest. It is 28 degrees. On our way to high of 45. It is 8.36 with Stephen Ted here on KNSS. And that means it's time to blur that fine line between news and entertainment. That's why it's called The Blur. And here is your master of ceremonies, Jad Chambers. Simpsons fans mourning the loss of a 64-year-old music editor, Chris Ledesma. Desma worked on uh, every episode of the show for oh 33 years. Wow. He did retire in May of 2022. Uh, in tributes, former co-workers have said that uh, he was a genuine, uh, a great mentor and a genuine person. So uh, Simpsons fans mourning the loss of a uh, uh, former co-worker or uh, the Simpsons stars mourning the loss of a co-worker. Uh, Chris Ledesma, 64-year-old man who was a music editor for the show for 33 years. Really good music on The Simpsons, too. Yeah, it's a very big part of the show. Really, yep. really is. So, a fantastic job there. Actor Jeremy Renner recovering from surgery after being run over by a snowplow earlier this mm. week. Here's the latest from Fox's William Lejeunus. The actor, according to his agent, suffered chest and leg injuries and reportedly underwent two surgeries on Monday and remains in an intensive care unit but is stable. Injuries sustained not by a snow blower that you push, but a snow cat, the kind you see at a ski resort, clearing the path on the driveway when the incident occurred. TMZ says the vehicle rolled over his legs. On Twitter, a ski resort driver speculated that Renner may have failed to fully engage the emergency brake. Others think the vehicle malfunctioned. It happened around 9 a.m. A neighbor who's also a doctor tied a tourniquet on his leg, but Renner reportedly lost a lot of blood by the time he was airlifted out to a Reno hospital. So actor Jeremy Renner uh, recovering. Good news, but uh, yeah, we'll see how that uh, continues, how that continues on. But so far, 
uh, good news about actor Jeremy Renner after that uh, snowcat ran over his leg. Those are those are large machines too. Uh, so, eh, interesting. Uh, celebrities pushed to their limits in Fox's latest reality show special. Fox's Kirsten Goodwin has a little bit more. Go, go, go! Special Forces World's Toughest Test features 16 famous folks taking on demanding training led by an elite team of ex-Special Forces operatives. This isn't TikTok or Instagram. You can't call your agents. No one's coming to save you. It includes former NFL player Danny Amendola, Jamie Lynn Spears, The Bachelorette's Hannah Brown, former Spice Girl Mel B, and once White House Communications Director Anthony Scaramucci. You'll be a changed person. For damn sure you will be a better person. It airs at 8 p.m. Eastern, only on Fox. Kristen Goodwin, Fox News. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there it is. Celebrities mm. pushed to their limits on Fox. Mm. See how that turns out. Uh, birthdays in the music world. Michael Stipe, 63 years old. Michael Stipe, of course, the frontman, lead singer of R.E.M. That's right, R.E.M., one, R-E-M. Of, yes. one of the pioneering alt-rock bands formed back in the 1980s, or back in 1980, actually. Alternative bands such as Nirvana, Radiohead, Coldplay, Pearl Jam, Live, Stone Temple Pilots, Collective Soul, Alice in Chains, and even Hootie and the Blowfish. Members of those bands have admitted at one time or another to have drawn inspiration from R.E.M. R.E.M.'s better than all of them. <laughs> R.E.M.'s good. Says me. Says you. Uh, Pearl Jam's Eddie Vedder inducted R.E.M. into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 2007. There you go. R.E.M. How old is Michael Stipe? 63. Yeah. Michael Stipe, 63 years old. Uh, The Doors. Oh, there's another good band. That's right. The Doors released their uh, self-titled first album on this day back in 1967. Oh, my. Yep. Uh features uh, multiple peak moments for the band in the classic rock radio staples. Lyrics and arrangements were a major influence in the 60s psychedelic counterculture movement. Love the Doors. Sold over 20 million copies. Album inducted into the Grammy Hall of Fame in 2002. Added to the Library of Congress's National Recording Registry in 2015. Mm-hmm. So, yes, culturally significant. The Doors released their first self-titled album on this day in 1967. Uh, we've got a birthday today. Yeah. <laughs> got a birthday today. Uh, actor Dave Foley, 60 oh, years funny old guy. today. That's right. Uh, <laughs> uh, comedian, writer, actor, TV personality Dave Foley, founding member of the Canadian sketch comedy group Kids in the Hall. Foley also starred in the NBC sitcom News Radio. But Dave Foley, it's his birthday today. He's 60 years old. Uh, on this day in 1984, the premiere of Night Court. Oh, there's another <laughs> big show. Yeah. Ran from 84 to 92. Did well for most of its run. Yet it was nominated for 18 different Emmy Awards. Oh, my gosh. It only went three for 18. And how many of those went to Larroquette? None. Oh, really? Huh. Three for 18, winning three times in technical categories. Mm. 
one sound design, one technical direction, and one visual technical. So none of the actors ever won. Huh. Well, not that I saw. Interesting. Yeah. 18 nominations, three wins for Night Court. Started on this day in 1984. Okay, we'll wrap things up on the blur with some of the jokes from the uh, late night hosts. Kind of <laughs> kind of swinging at low-hanging fruit this week. Uh, the Tonight Show. All right, Jimmy Fallon. Left passengers and luggage across the country stranded after they suffered a major meltdown and canceled more than 15,000 flights. Southwest said that they were launching an investigation into the meltdown, but then they immediately canceled it. Yeah, like I said, low-hanging mm-hmm. fruit. Pretty easy target. Southwest right now. So, of course, Jimmy Kimmel Live took a swing at Southwest as well. You know, I mentioned Southwest Airlines. Uh, they are almost as popular as Kanye right now after <laughs> canceling about 16,000 flights over the holiday. Thousands of customers missed out on seeing their families. And that was the good news. Uh, luggage was lost. Little bags of nuts went uneaten. It was a mess. Which, honestly, what did you expect from an airline that tells passengers, just sit wherever, take whatever seat? <laughs> so there you go. That was some of the some of the Southwest Airlines joke <laughs> jokes last night. That's all we have for The Blur today, Ted. Fantastic. Thank you. That is Entertainment News in the Blur every weekday morning at this time. Here with Steve and Ted. Coming up, we do have a local business update from the Wichita Business Journal. We'll be telling you about, uh, hey, we'll kind of speculate. What, what about that big airport hotel we were going to have, have built by now? Hmm. We'll check in on that. KNSS News Time, 844. with Steve and Ted in the morning on 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. We have a local business update from the Wichita Business Journal on the way, and we'll take a look at a Wichita attorney going to a different team. Talk about that coming up. Now, Steve and Ted, it's time for three big things. Three. Former Kansas Attorney General Bob Steffen has died at the age of 89. The Wichita native was Attorney General here in the state from the 1970s into the 1990s. Two. Southwest Airlines is offering travelers free miles after that flying mess spanning Christmas week. One. Gasoline prices jumped nearly 10% in the Wichita area, up to about three bucks a gallon. Three big things with Stephen Ted, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS. So far this morning in traffic, well, traffic is actually... Uh, Run pretty well out there this morning. Hadn't really seen a lot of traffic problems uh, other than the gasoline price yesterday. Those prices jumped up quite a bit. Those prices jumped up to. Hang on. Getting word of a traffic accident now. This just coming in. Looks like a traffic accident on I 135 between Central and the 8th and 9th Street exits. Trying to get a direction of travel here. Looks like it's northbound. Northbound I-135 right around 8th and 9th Street. A traffic accident there. Northbound I-135 at 8th and 9th. Those gasoline prices, $2.99 a gallon now. Traffic update, 98.7 at 1330 KNSS. I'm Jed Chambers. 
In our weather forecast here on this Wednesday, we're looking at a mostly sunny day and a high of 45 degrees. Overnight low tonight down to 27 under a clear sky. And then pretty much more of the same tomorrow. Another sunny day, a high Thursday, 47. Currently in Wichita, we have a breeze out of the west-northwest. We're under a sunny sky. It is 28 degrees on our way to a high today of 45 here on this Wednesday. 851 with Stephen Ted in the morning, 987 and 1330 KNSS. And let's take a look at a local business update from the Wichita Business Journal. Work is anticipated to start soon on a new $15 million airport hotel. The project has not quite yet gotten off the ground. That's according to the developer. According to a land lease agreement with the city, construction expected to begin on the hotel near Eisenhower Airport no later than the 1st of February. should be done by the summer of 2024. The Wichita Airport Authority has approved a 30-year lease agreement with Airport Hotel LLC, that hotel planned on the city-owned site to the north of the Hampton Inn and Suites at Harry and Ridge Road. And uh, it should be a 14-month build. Like we said, expected to finish by the summer of 2024. The four-story hotel will be a, it'll have a meeting convention space and a restaurant. It'll be dual-branded as a Homewood Suites and a Hilton Garden Inn, in which guests can rent rooms from either brand. And there you go. Back in a year ago, the Wichita City Council approved a heavily revised 30-year lease agreement for the hotel planned on the city-owned site. After initially voting down the airport hotel plans in May of 2021, there were concerns about the developer's project history and ongoing legal disputes, but the city council did end up approving the lease agreement with several new stipulations. Among them, developer is contractually obligated to hire a licensed general contractor to build the hotel instead of contracting the work himself. IMA Financial Group has added a prominent Wichita attorney to its team. Someone who's no stranger to the company, the Integrated Financial Services Company, announcing that Jason Lacey, who had served at Folston Siefkin Managing Partners since the summer of 2021 as its new Associate General Counsel, effective this week. Lacey had been with Folston Siefkin, the largest law firm in the city and the state, since 2001. He said he was not seeking to move away from Folston Siefkin. He said when the opportunity presented itself, he wanted to go for it. New challenge. IMA is a longtime Folston Siefkin client. Lacey said his work with IMA has grown and evolved over the years. Folston Siefkin partner Kevin Arnell, who served eight years as Folston managing partner prior to Lacey, is now the interim managing partner. The firm said Arnell will remain in that role until leadership elections. That's in mid-May, and that'll then go into effect a little bit after that. And that is a local business update from the Wichita Business Journal. It's 8.54 with Stephen Ted here on KNSS. Here on this Wednesday, the 11th day of Christmas, 11 pipers piping. Watch out out there for all those pipers because they're piping. The number of people struggling with mental problems, burnout, stress, higher than ever. Can we learn from entrepreneurs how to avoid burnout and accumulate happiness? Entrepreneurs are often portrayed as workaholics. They yeah. put a lot of time and energy into their work. Uh, to run their businesses, many have to stay on 24-7, working outside of regular hours. However, contrary to what you might expect, entrepreneurs are no more at risk of burnout than salaried employees. On average, the risk is actually smaller because of the positive psychological effects of being an entrepreneur. This is the conclusion of the first study really ever done in this area, conducted by a University of Virginia professor on entrepreneurship. The results are published in the Journal of Business Venturing. So if you're an entrepreneur, 
uh, you know, you've got some of the, some of that positive outlook. And of course, you got a stake in what you're doing rather than just working for someone. It's 855 with Stephen Ted here on KNSS. And what a day. What a day. What a night last night for the Kansas State men's basketball team putting up 116 wow. <laughs> points in one game. Well, they, they gave up a lot of points, too, though. <laughs> highest, the highest score in K-State men's basketball history. They won wow. on the road. How about third-ranked Kansas winning in Lubbock? Not easy to do. Nope. So, boy, really, really hot, hot, hot things going on last night for Kansas and Kansas State men's basketball, both off to 2-0 starts in the conference. And, gosh, hopefully K-State will be finally ranked coming up this week. All right, thanks for listening today. Stay tuned. We got Glenn Beck and then the Dana Show and with Dana Lash and the Sean Hannity Show. We got news updates all day. Stephen Ted in the morning, 98.7 and 1330 KNSS Wichita. Have a great Wednesday. Get Wichita Business Journal updates.